0: Welcome to the Kumba Y'all Podcast, The Whole Woman's Resource. I am Dr. Amanda Shipley, a pelvic physical therapist who is passionate about prevention and supporting women along their holistic health journey. Today, I'm speaking with Deborah McIntyre, founder and naturopath, a Vitality Project in Roswell, Georgia. Have you ever wondered what a naturopath does? or if you would benefit from seeing one? What are the top three things that negatively affect our health nowadays and what does Deborah recommend we do about it? We discuss these things and much, much more. Visit me at kumbayallpodcast.com if you want to check out the show notes for this episode. We will have links to Deborah's website and the resources she referred to during our conversation. Enjoy! Well, thank you so much for joining us, Deb. I am so happy that you are here with me, and I'm just so pleased that we're going to have some time to talk today.
1: Oh, it is my pleasure. I'm very, very excited to uh, speak to people about what... The environment can do to their health and how they can correct it.
0: Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. So let's start. I would love for you to share with us a little bit about yourself and how Mm -hmm. you got into naturopathic care.
1: Okay, sure. So, first, I am a naturopath. And what that means literally is that I'm a practitioner that A uses cures derived from nature. So, vitamins, herbs, um, homeopathic remedies, things like that, lifestyle habits. And, um, I got my start actually in the fitness industry. So my first career was 16 years as a health club manager. And it really, um, I got the burning in my heart. I, I feel like my journey has been kind of a spiritual one. When I very first started working in fitness and my first client came in excited because she was able to stop her blood pressure medicine, I literally just felt my heart like my spirit move within me, you could say. And I thought, this is what I want to do. I want to help people be healthy. And then after that career, I met a naturopath. I had never even heard of homeopathy, but he needed someone with my skills. I went to work there, fell in love, It answered some questions I had um, about why a person could eat well, and exercise, yet still get sick. And that was the toxic environment. Mm. So I went back to school, got my degree in nutrition, got my degree as a naturopath, worked and apprenticed with him for four years, and then started my clinic in uh,
0: 1994. Oh, that's so fantastic. Thank you. And you are so talented at what you do. I can (laughs) attest to that personally. And it just absolutely amazes me every time I witness it and I feel it and it's it's really something special um and so with you mentioned you said you apprenticed with him and you went to some schooling could tell Mm -hmm. us a little more about that what you had to do yeah so this was in the beginning age of distance learning Mm -hmm. and and I
1: should say there are actually two types of naturopaths there's a naturopathic physician who goes to a traditional um, school and, and can even do minor surgeries and that kind of thing. And then there's like my branch, which is called a traditional naturopath. So, um, I did a distance learning program in addition to working, um, under the experienced naturopath that I did. And then that's your beginning. And I think you can attest to that with any career once you're done with your formal education holy cow, now you got the real world to deal with. <laughs> <And> exactly. <laughs> so I've gone and studied with a lot of the uh, movers and shakers in the alternative community. Um, if your audience is not familiar with that, it, it may not mean anything, but folks like Dietrich Klinghart and Devi Nambudrapad and just tons of folks. And, and I still study today. You you have to, to stay on top of uh you know,
0: what's going on. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I know with my specialty, pelvic physical therapy, mm. we go to school to be a physical therapist, and you come out and you can work in different arenas. But for the pelvic part, you really have to go to postgraduate training, mm. different courses to be able to learn the techniques that we can do. So, yeah, that isn't even something that would I would be able to access or, or do straight out of grad school. So. I totally understand.
1: Yeah, and I would like to comment as well. Um, you've helped me a lot. And mm-hmm. I know that um, some of my audience will be tuning into this podcast and may not be familiar mm-hmm. with pelvic health, but women really need to pay attention. You know, you can develop incontinence, you can have organs fall out of place from where they're supposed to be called mm-hmm. prolapse. So uh, people really do need to be educated,
0: I think, about both of our fields. Mm-hmm. Yes, I totally agree. That's a... What little soapboxes and I'm sure I'll have some episodes of me, you know, just doing the episode and kind of sharing some some information or knowledge as well. So what can you give us some examples of things that you can help women with?
1: Gosh, well I have a family practice and so my answer to that is anything. Yeah. And and I'll tell you why, if you don't mind me going on for a moment here. So a naturopath is going to look at causative factors, and it, it's really your genetics make you stronger and more vulnerable in certain areas, and then all the experiences of your lifetime, your the times you've been sick, medications you may have taken to handle that sickness, poor lifestyle habits. They may have happened you know, 10, 20 years ago, and you straightened yourself up. But they took a toll on your body. So I really look at the accumulation over time. And then it's according to your genetics as to where you start breaking down. You know, the body can juggle so many insults, so many balls. Mm -hmm. And you get too many and you start dropping those balls. And so that approach literally lets me help any condition, and one of my favorites is the mystery conditions. You know yeah. when the you know you go have a medical workup and nothing shows up, but yeah. you don't feel good, or you have something really bad going on, and they still can't figure out um, what it is. Those bring me great joy
0: to be able to um, heal people and bring them back to good health. Yes, and so it sounds like even if someone just has this nagging kind of feeling like uh, things aren't right i don't feel good i don't feel like i have as much energy or stamina or you know just yeah vitality in their in their day and their life they can just go see with that they don't even necessarily need to have a diagnosis or something specific Mm -hmm. or more specific
1: Definitely. And actually, I prefer that because if you catch things earlier in the game, when you start getting just the taps on the shoulder that and don't accept you're getting older as a reason, because that's not a reason. But if you take action, then it's so much easier than waiting until something is really going on, you know, that Mm -hmm. more serious that needs to be
0: handled. Yeah. Can you explain to us like the Eastern Western? Remember when you told me about that with the black and white? And I, I just like that analogy of how you guys look at things.
1: Yes, absolutely. So in Western medicine, um, you there's kind of a line in the sand and you're either something's wrong or if nothing's wrong, then the assumption is that you're perfectly fine. And in my profession, we put a giant gray area in between those two. So if you're not sick, that's awesome. But literally, you could be anywhere on that gray scale. It doesn't guarantee that you're actually healthy. And sometimes people do feel fatigue or digestive problems or trouble sleeping, you know, those little taps on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you feel nothing. You find a lump one day or somebody has a heart attack and you think, oh my gosh, you know, they were perfectly healthy and they you know, had a heart attack or found a cancer. But that's actually not true. Those things develop over many years. It's just that symptoms are not an accurate predictor. You have to look at optimal function in the body Mm. and where that's falling away from where it should be.
0: Right. And so what are some examples, like what are some things that guide you to know, and I'm not saying specific tests. maybe it's just like mm-hmm. your patient, your client says that, you know, they can sleep better or something. I mean, what are some things saying, oh, you are getting to optimal health, or you are where we want you to be and, and maintain this?
1: Yes. So you, you definitely symptoms are one reason, you know, one way you look and how they're feeling. But I look at um, a variety of parameters. I look at your pH levels, you know, your acid and alkaline balance. And you, it's not that being um, alkaline is good and being acidic is bad. You can be Out of balance in either direction, you want the proper pH. And so Mm -hmm. I do testing to see what that is. I look at um, something called free radical damage, which is when the cells are being broken down too fast Mm -hmm. from exposure to pollution. And one of the biggest ones, and your listeners can do this test right at home, is looking at what's called your autonomic nervous system. Mm -hmm. Now, so I don't use a term people are not familiar with. Autonomic means running on its own. Mm-hmm. And as you know from your studies, autonomic nervous system runs everything that you don't have to think about. So your breathing and your heartbeat and your blood pressure and your digestion. So you can go in the bathroom and take a little pen light and look in the mirror and, and get up close so you can see your eyes. You want to shine the flashlight from the side. Don't shine it directly in your eye. But when you shine from the side, your pupils should contract because that's part of what the autonomic nervous system does. Oh, it's too bright. Let me adjust and not let so much light in. Mm. Now, if they contract and then very quickly, they start opening and trying to contract again, opening and trying to contract again, you should be able to hold that contraction for, gosh, a good 10, 15 seconds. Mm. If that's not happening, then your autonomic nervous system is stressed and you're starting to not be able to, um, I always tell people it's like, uh, the conductor of an orchestra, Yeah, you know, it, it has to conduct so many different functions in your body. And if it's letting that one go, then, you know, it's not correctly
0: handling a lot of the other functions. That makes sense. So when they fly, shine the flashlight in their eye, it should, con- the pupil should, could, should contract. Hold it for 10 to 15 seconds. But if we see that flickering, opening, closing, yes. that's where we know we've got some issues. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and then so what are, what I guess, back to what are some of the things that people say when they come in to see you? Just to give someone like, well, how do I know that I need to see Deb? You yeah. know?
1: Well, I mean, of course, there's always prevention, like we talked about where nothing is going on, but you want to be sure you're functioning at your optimal. Mm -hmm. Um, But anything, I mean, literally anything, some of the common things you see are anxiety. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason that we see such an increase in anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, We see um, difficulty sleeping, digestive problems are a big one, fatigue is a big one. And just, you know... If I summed it up generally, Mm -hmm. if you do things that should make you feel better, but they don't really make that change, something's in the way. Some puzzle piece is missing
0: that needs to be found. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is people trying to lose weight, you Mm. know, and then, okay, I'm eating healthily or what I think is healthily, and then I'm exercising, I'm sleeping, I'm getting my what, you know, they're doing what they think they should be doing, you know, is there some block is, you know, that, yeah, for sure. Exactly. So what would you say is your treatment philosophy? I, I think I've, I kind of know, but then again, I know you. So I'd like you to, <laughs> to answer that.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So philosophically, we I look at the person's entire history and see where have the insults happened? Mm. How has their body responded to that? And then um, I remove everything in the present environment that can be removed because a lot of this really, Amanda, is education. Yes. Our environment has changed around us. And I've seen this. Um, so I've been in practice for 28 years. I've actually personally witnessed you know, the increase in autoimmune disease, the increase in infertility, the increase in children struggling with learning and behavior disorders, um, anxiety, depression, you name it. I mean, really asthma, anything you can name. When you look over the last 30 years, those rates of illness have been increasing. Mm -hmm. And so you have to ask yourself, What has been changing around us? And it's just like that old story, you know, where they say if you try to put a frog in boiling water, he jumps out. But if you put him in cold water and gradually turn up the heat, he won't jump out. And that's exactly what's happened to us. These changes have happened very slowly, and we don't even realize that they're not right.
0: Yes. So go on. I mean, I'm, I'm very interested. What what do, do you believe is causing all this? How can we how can we deal with this? All right. So there are several factors.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the first factor is uh, the increase in electromagnetic fields. Okay. So when I first started um, with the other naturopath in 1990, nobody had a cell phone. Mm. Nobody had a personal computer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to believe. I know. I
0: remember that day before everything came in, like before I had my email. Address like whoa,
1: <laughs> I know, right? Oh, yeah. But what's happened is we've we've started, and these devices are great. I'm not suggesting right. you know we go back to not using them, but our bodies are electric, mm-hmm. and and there's a beautiful book called The Body Electric by Robert Becker, where he goes into the science behind the energy of our body. And actually, if you Google that, yeah. you can find the entire book just free on PDF. It's a
0: Fabulous read. Great, thank you.
1: But we are affected. And so when we started getting cell phones and computers, I noticed a shift. When Wi-Fi came out, I noticed another shift. We live in a sea of this energy now. We cannot escape it. And we're about to have five G technology come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to regulate smart cars. It's a it's it's sort of like what we currently have, you know, times ten. Oh. And so it's like a, a stronger signal, much stronger, tons oh. strong. I mean, think if you're going to have to direct, um, uh, you know, driverless cars around. Yes, you can't make a mistake. You got you got to yeah. have a lot of tracking ability and and so forth. Yeah, so. This is going to be another one that's coming that we need to, you know, prepare ourselves for. Right. So, electromagnetics are the biggest. Okay. And what uh, if I can pass on a piece of advice today? Clean your bedroom out, get all the electrical things out of your bedroom, go buy a, um, you know, a a battery operated clock, don't have your plugged in cell phone, you know, therefore your alarm, that kind of thing. So electromagnetics are the first thing. Second thing is the use of pesticides. Mm. So when, again, when I started, um, you didn't have these lawn services Yes. and, you know, and then going even further back when I was a little kid, you you could play in your yard. You weren't being exposed to all these poisons. These weed killers and mm. pesticides are very, very toxic and poison to our bodies. And it it used to be okay. I know my dad was always obsessed with having a nice yard, but right. you know we enjoyed looking for four leaf clovers and yeah. things like that and um, dandelions. To, <laughs> oh yeah, I know. <laughs> to their to their dismay, when we would blow those seeds out. Yeah, but. Today, a child can't even play on a sports team without being exposed to these things. So that's the second um, big change that I've seen. Mm -hmm. And then the third would just be um, in our food, the addition particularly of genetically modified um, foods. Mm -hmm. And if you're not familiar with that for our audience, uh, these are crops that have been designed to be able to withstand higher doses of weed killer, uh, without killing the plant. So it exposes us to greater and greater numbers of chemicals. Yeah. And then you've got grains like wheat and oats. Once these, um, you know, uh, uh weed killers came along mm-hmm. like Roundup, um, farmers started dousing the wheat and oat fields with these chemicals just prior to harvest. Mm. So they're not genetically modified, but they douse them with these chemicals so it weakens the plant and makes the harvest easier. Ah. So it's crazy. So I would, uh, my second little tidbit here is definitely go organic as much as you can, just from the standpoint of minimizing your exposure to all these chemicals. And then if you don't have an HOA that will find you every day, stop using the chemicals in your yard, mow it, it's all green, and it'll take two or three years, you know, the weeds will come back with a vengeance. But if you just keep mowing it, then eventually your grass will take over
0: and you'll have a nice yard. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Like I just see so many people spraying or I see their little, you know, flags. And then I try to remember as we walk by, okay, don't let my daughter step on that yard anymore. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you can tell though, who doesn't have any weeds in their yard and who doesn't, you know, it's just so sad.
1: Yeah, when you see it and it looks too perfect, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have a picnic on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can see how that can just be a lot of education, a lot... I mean, a lot that you can teach people to empower them as well as helping them in the clinic repair and and strengthen their body. With With all this, the fact that we're not getting away from this, unfortunately, we can't control mm-hmm. our neighbors. And even if we, we block our EMF in the bedroom and we go to sleep, things like that, um, are there good practices that you suggest or are there supplements or something that everyone should be on? Mm -hmm. Great question. Mm -hmm.
1: So if you boil down naturopathy to its very simplest, Mm -hmm. it's in with the good and out with the bad. So, um, you know, ditch the junk food and sodas and processed foods. And if you every once in a great while, um, have something like that, it's not the end of the world, but what you do regularly is what makes the biggest difference. Mm -hmm. Um, there are daily practices that you can do that help with the out with the bad as well. Huh? One of my favorites is skin brushing. You can buy a little body brush at any store that sells loofah sponges. It's a natural bristle brush. And you just brush your body before you bathe or shower. It takes about a minute, minute and a half, something like that. Mm hmm you always work in the direction toward your heart because that's the way your circulation flows. Right. And it flakes off the top dead skin layer so you can breathe more out. It improves your circulation so that you're excreting more. So really anything you do to bring good food in yes. and detoxify your body. If you've got a sauna at the gym, start taking a sauna two yeah. or three days a week.
0: Yeah,
1: Studies show that reduce uh that that reduces uh causes of death across the board Interesting. 40 to 50 percent wow just by doing a sauna three days a week wow. it's 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 sometimes it's the simplest things yeah. that you do every day mm-hmm. that can either bring you down
0: or lift you up yes oh that's so powerful so what are you passionate about these days
1: well, if you can't tell, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know That's kind of a silly question, but <laughs> no, it's not silly. But mm-hmm. I, I really am passionate about education, mm. and I'd, I'd love to plug uh, my Facebook and my YouTube. Yeah, it's uh, they're both they both go under the name My Vitality Project. I've got uh, gosh about sixty videos up, going into detail on all these different kinds of things, because. I think it's just that people don't know. Yes. If they knew what to do and they knew it was simple and most of this stuff is free too. I mean, a skin brush will cost you about a buck 50. Yeah. It's, it's really very, very easy Takes a little bit of time, kind of like brushing your teeth. Right. But so many of these things, just drinking water, just yeah. drinking enough water.
0: Yes.
1: So, um, education is what I'm the most passionate about.
0: And you put such good information out there. I've seen the Facebooks, you know, the, the information you've put out. It's fantastic. Thank you. I absolutely love it. And how. How do you balance doing all that? (laughs) You know, running such a a, a busy practice, spending the time making the videos to educate even people that you may never see, which is so generous, um, and, you know, your husband and life. And
1: (laughs) Well, first of all, I think that there are certain times in life when you have balance and certain Mm -hmm. times in life when you don't have balance. Mm -hmm. And right now, for me, you could say that I don't have balance because I am... Doing a lot extra. I'm developing programs uh, to to sell online where people can do have do it yourself health improvement programs. Going to release my first one in January. Yes. Um, but right now, because I'm so passionate about education, it doesn't feel like work to me. Right. So it is fun, and I might. Well, for example, yesterday, I it was a gorgeous Sunday. And here in Atlanta, it wasn't so hot and humid as it normally is yeah. in August when we're mm-hmm. taping this. And I just sat at a little um, cafe, enjoyed a breakfast and a little uh, cappuccino, and Did my work, you know, actually prepping for this today and some other things that I was going to do. So you can put yourself in a nice surrounding. You can use, um, you offered me essential oils when I came in here today (laughs) because I fought through horrible (laughs) traffic, but literally those kinds of things too can help you get balance When you're in the car driving your kid, you know, to one more soccer match or whatever it is, sometimes we just don't have balance. So we need to use those other habits to help ourselves, you know, stay grounded.
0: Yes. Yes. And that actually reminds me of the grounding. Can you speak about that? Because I think that's powerful and people may not realize, and I know you have videos on it as well, but.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. So grounding or earthing is something that was uh, discovered, or actually, I guess you could say discovered, but it was a a cable operator who started asking the questions, hey, I'm grounding all this electronic equipment, which literally means, you know, in your house, you've got a plug that's got two prongs and then the round hole underneath, that's called a ground. And it literally... um, has a wire that leads to the ground Mm. because earth will dissipate excess energy Mm -hmm. so it's exactly how a lightning rod works you you attract the lightning but there's a wire that runs straight into the ground and so that excess energy just gets right into you know mother earth well we are the same way and it's one of those other changes that has happened over time we're not in contact directly with the earth. I mean, some of us never for weeks and months at a time until we go on vacation on the beach, walk on the beach and go, oh my, this feels so good. I wonder why. (laughs) That's part of the reason. So with grounding or earthing, you go barefoot Mm -hmm. on untreated grass, because if you're, you know, on ground that has been sprayed with chemicals, Mm -hmm. that's not good. You'll absorb those. But um, you can, I've got uh, one client that goes to the Chattahoochee River and hikes and then just gets down in the river, takes her shoes and socks off and just stands there and gets her feet in the sand and just, you know, has a good old time. If you don't have access to ground that is untreated, then there's a place called the earthing store. You can just uh, Google that and they have little plug-in mats. And I actually have one of those at my home that, and, and the uh, the plug goes into just that bottom ground hole, you know, in your electrical outlet. Okay, And then a wire leads up to this pad. I just, in the morning when I'm, checking my bank account and making my to-do list for the day and and so forth, I sit with my feet on that. Mm. So um, any any amount of time that you can spend doing that, it takes that excess kind of agitated, anxious energy Mm -hmm. that we build up from being
0: around all the Wi-Fi and no, just life. (laughs) And just artificial lights. I mean, just being Mm. outside and feeling the breeze and smelling hopefully some flowers and trees and I mean, I just think that's so powerful for our nervous systems. I mean, you're talking about, you know, the eyes and the the um, sympathetics kind of going. I just I feel like that that's so powerful in so many different you
1: know. Yeah, and that is so true and and I would advise anyone with children try that test with your child mm. because you know the schools oftentimes you'll have a cell phone tower built right on the school property. Um like I mentioned before, kids are playing on sports fields treated with these chemicals that agitate the nervous system. Yeah. Um so you know, check your child and just uh when I was a kid We took our shoes off when school was out for the summer, and we only put them on to go to church on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of the time, we were barefoot. That's hard to do now because of the chemicals. But let your kids have some of those experiences, and it will dissipate
0: some of the excess energy they may have. Oh, good. And what if someone... Okay, two questions before Mm -hmm. I get ahead of myself. So you mentioned that grounding blanket Does that, because it goes into the plug, but it's only going into the grounding, it doesn't count for the EMF? Do you know what I mean? Or is there a little bit of both, but the good outweighs the bad?
1: um, No, it doesn't connect with the electrical at all.
0: Okay, perfect. That was one question. Mm -hmm. And then my next question is, what if someone has a house near a, a cell phone tower? I mean, if they're not in the position to move in the immediate future with that much EMF, I mean, do they need to be taking something besides earthing and grounding? And, and I mean, what would their well, kind of attack be? Well,
1: um, earthing and grounding is the best. The other thing I would say is get your vitamin D level checked okay. because that um, – plays a role in in the strength of your nervous system Mm -hmm. and many other systems too. The test for vitamin D um, will allow you to be anywhere in a range of 30 to 100, but optimal is between 60 and 80. So um, do that and be sure you're there. But I'll tell you, I have a story about one client. She and her husband had lived in their home for 10 years uh, and, and she developed thyroid cancer. And I'm not saying this was the cause, but it really, really makes a difference. They lived in a home right next to high tension power lines, you know, mm. the big double armed lines that go through. Yes. And they, this was their dream home. They had built a spa and a fire pit and all their landscaping and all. Yeah. And her husband did not want to hear about those electromagnetics. Yeah. So I told her, this was before you could get it online. I said, buy a copy of that book, The Body Electric, right. and just ask him to read it. Mm-hmm. So they were going on a trip. She bought him the book. He read it. When they got home, he called the realtor and actually put their house in the market. Wow. That's how powerful the data is. So
0: yes.
1: do what you what you have to do in the meantime, but then plan to get to a better place because over time, it will affect the health of your family.
0: It's just not healthy. Well, and this is something I wonder, why are we not educating? Do you know what I mean? Why do those people, why are they allowed to build so close to homes, or why shouldn't the homes be moved back? I Amanda, mean, do you really want to get it? I know. I'm like, this just makes me mad when we have... Well, I know. Yeah, there's so many.
1: It's the almighty the dollar, dollar, basically. <laughs> so, um, yeah. you know, this is unfortunate. Um, I have a friend who is an engineer, mm-hmm. and he sent me an article one time that talked about Um, one of the countries in South America, I'm sorry, I don't remember which one, Mm -hmm. and their version of the EPA, Mm -hmm. uh, their top priority was protecting the health of their citizens. You know, Mm -hmm. business came number two. I can't say that same thing about ours. So the EPA, the FDA, the you know, there's so much,
0: um,
1: you know, political and financial that goes on behind this. Mm -hmm. And since... That's a battle. Now I'm, I'm gonna say that's not really a battle that can't be won. It just takes a long, long time. Right. There's been um, legislation to ban genetic genetically modified foods in, or not ban them, but require labeling right. in a few different states.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And once a couple of states pass this, and big food has to relabel for those states Mm -hmm. it's too expensive for them to have two different labels one for a state where you have to declare it contains genetically modified ingredients and a different label hiding that fact in another state so everything will get labeled yes
0: but we still need people to be educated to avoid that or to use that label to their you know knowledge and people have to
1: fight legislatively there's Tons of money have has gone in from Monsanto and some of the other yeah. you know big players uh, to prevent this legislation from being ha- uh, passed. Yeah. So definitely, just the first step is awareness, which I think we're doing a good job of today. Yes. And then once you're aware, it's a, it's a hard confront mm-hmm. you know it's it's like that matrix movie you can take the red pill or yeah. the <laughs> blue
0: pill <laughs> so many people are like ignorance is bliss. i want to stay there it's I'm true
1: yeah. but once your eyes are open mm-hmm. then okay you you first of all you just take personal responsibility right. and and help yourself and your family wherever you can but then you you kind of look broader and and take a responsibility in a greater
0: arena mm-hmm. and um you know just keep an eye out for legislation yeah. And I think, think having a child is the biggest catalyst of that. Mm. I felt that myself where I thought I was healthy before, but when I got pregnant, oh, gosh, I was looking at my health care, my skin care products, my hair care, like every little thing that I, I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. I'm sure there's something cleaner or I don't have to even use these products. I mean, I really got a lot stricter with my own self-care routine, knowing it was going to affect my unborn child. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, when you know better, you do better. But then there's also the stress of it as well. So you don't want to stress about all these things going on, because some of it we can't change, right? So yeah, if you can move, move. And if you can't do the best that you can in that situation. Um, But yeah, I think stress negatively affects everything so much too, that we, you know, the people that maybe eat the Oreos and, you know, sit with a cell phone by their head all night. I mean, if they're not stressing about it, maybe that goes a little ways too, you know?
1: Well, if I can wrap up with one concept, it would Mm -hmm. be this. Mm -hmm. So in all my years of doing this, you are correct. Stress is like a trigger for everything. Yes. But also what I've seen is the resiliency of, our human bodies. Yeah. I've done histories before where I have thought to myself. I mean, literally, yeah. how is this person even alive? Yes, the numbers of toxins that people can be exposed to. Yes, um, it, over. I mean. I've done histories where people, kids in my generation used to ride their bikes behind the mosquito trucks while they were actually at that Same. time spraying DDT <gasps> oh my because the mist, the cool mist felt good on a hot summer day yes. and cool. they did this for years. So, you know, we are strong and resilient. That's if true. you give your body half a tool to heal mm-hmm. and you make changes, that will happen and just take steps take a little step groove it in take the next step
0: yes i agree and that it it's nice to end on that too like a positive note that you know we're we're going to be okay.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so what is the best way to contact you or to find out more about your practice and, and if you can give us a, a little more information on all the positive things you have coming through the pipeline.
1: Oh, okay, great. Thank you. Things. Well, I mentioned um, my educational broadcast. So I do them live on Facebook every Thursday at 1230 Eastern. Okay. And that's uh, facebook.com slash my vitality project. And then those also get posted to YouTube which is also my Vitality project. Okay. And then um, I am, I've got my first online program almost done. It's gonna be released in January. Exciting. It's gonna be all about just rebooting your body, you know, because every once in a while we just need to clean up and have a fresh start. Yes. So it will be dietary things, how to spot toxins in your home and clear them out um, stretches you can do that help your acupuncture meridians, uh, flow better. It's, it's a neat program. Oh, nice. But on the horizon, I've got one on fibromyalgia and I've got several others in mind Mm -hmm. that, um, again, I just have to do the legwork, you know, (laughs) because these are the things I run into in practice. Not everyone lives in Atlanta. Not everyone can come and see me personally. I do, work online now. So Mm -hmm. it is possible if somebody needs a one-on-one that I can do that over the phone, over Skype. But sometimes people just want a do-it-yourself program. So Mm -hmm. I'm making that available as well. Mm -hmm. And if people want to contact me, you can either do it through that Facebook page. My website is also my Vitality Project. And so our address and phone number and, and contact info are there too.
0: Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. I am so excited to check out those things. I had not known that you're working on that. Yeah, that is thank you. Fantastic. So I just appreciate all that the, the wonderful things that you're bringing into this world. And I so appreciate you battling traffic and <laughs> coming down <laughs> to meet with me today for this podcast. Thank you. My
1: pleasure. I'm really happy and I'm really happy for you doing this. You're going to help a lot of people.